Hi everyone, Tom here again. If you don't remember me, I've been part of our operations team in the UK for two years and I've been previously on the podcasts on multiple occasions. So this week's podcast, we wanted to dive into a few of the questions that you've been submitting through our link t.uber.com forward slash UK podcasts. Before we dive in, we want to thank everyone that has taken the time to respond. And I know we can't get to everyone, but do hope that with each episode, we can continue to address some of your questions and keep the discussion open. So, to tackle these questions, I have asked for Tess and Chris to step in and tackle them. So, I'll hand it over to them. Take it away, guys. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, it's great to get onto the podcast. So as you mentioned, the name is Chris and I've been with Uber for just over a year. So I work in the support team and today I'm going to be going through the topics and posing them to Tess for her to discuss. So Tess, it's over to you. Hi everyone, Tess here. For those of you that haven't heard me on the podcast before, I've been at Uber in London for about a year and I work on the central operations team. Great, so let's dive right in. Our first question has come up quite a few times, so I'm really glad that we actually get to tackle it here. Let's start off with a question from Peter. I saw recently that riders should now be able to set multiple destinations. I've tried that on my own rider app, even uninstalling and reinstalling, but it still doesn't work. Should the feature be available yet? So Tess, over to you. Yeah, thanks Chris. So I think that's a great question and there's two parts to that question in my mind. So let's address one at a time. First off, it's about the new multi-destination feature and how that feature works. And secondly, it's then about the availability of the feature and I suppose how we roll out new features in our cities. Sounds good. So let's start off with how the feature actually works. Sure. I'm going to chat through it from the rider perspective. So let's say you're about to book an Uber and you've got two stops. First off to pick up your mate and then to head to a night out. So now we have a simple way for riders to enter more than one destination in the app. So Chris, let's have a look at how it works. When riders open the app, they're asked where to. Now, when putting in their destination, you can see there's a plus sign where they can add up to three stops in total. So when they're finished, they then tap done and it takes them back to the screen where they can confirm their ride. Okay, great. So we've looked at it from the rider side, but how does it look from the partner side? Yeah, that's a great point. So now when the partner reaches the first stop where it would usually say end trip, instead it now shows a blue button that says confirm stop and then it will reroute the partner to the next stop. Awesome, I think I've got that. But Peter also asked about the availability of the feature. So what's the status? So this feature is now fully launched and everyone should have it. However, I suppose it's worth pointing out that we're always looking to improve our app and so we often do release new features. And sometimes when we do testing, there'll be a few riders who get given the features before others, before it's rolled out to everyone. And that's to make sure it works really well. So if you see something that you haven't heard about or seen before, it's likely to be a new feature that we're testing. So I wouldn't be too alarmed. So I guess this is how our engineers actually get the feedback they need for product development. So Tess, just to dive into that a little, you mentioned we're always testing these new features, but what are the actual chances of a partner seeing one of these during the testing phase? Well, we're always looking to release more features and benefits. So as more of that comes through the pipeline, more and more will be tested, but it is quite rare that you'll actually be impacted. Should you have a similar experience and you do have questions, don't hesitate to contact us in the app via the support button. Great, so let's move on to the next question. This one is around pickup points. We know that what really helps make for a good experience on the app is when pickup goes smoothly. So let's go through this question from Gongur. How can we avoid trips where riders unintentionally give the wrong pickup locations? Once or twice a shift, I seem to get trips where the riders give the wrong pickup addresses. 
Yeah, that's a great question, Chris. Yeah, it's definitely a frustration for our partners out there. It is. And to be honest, I think the best place to start on answering this one is just a simple acknowledgement that when the rider gets the pickup location wrong, it certainly does make it more difficult for partner drivers. What I can do is chat about what we have in place to lower the chances that that happens and a rider makes a mistake, either selects a spot that's inaccessible or just not where they are. So you make a point around inaccessibility. Are you referring to stadiums and events? Yes, exactly, Chris. Stadiums and events are very much part of this. So let's dive into the experience for riders. First off, the Uber app works using a mobile phone's GPS. So when the app opens, it immediately finds its location and on the map, the riders see it's displayed with a little blue dot. Once a person's entered in their destination, it takes them to the screen which says confirm pickup. If they're requesting from inside a building, the app will then suggest them a couple of popular pickup points for them to select. So how does this work for big events? I assume this lowers the chance of requesting to the wrong pickup point. In a building, for example, it's not so easy to get to a pickup point inside a building. Yeah, you're right there. So we do our best to partner with any of the major events in the UK. We work with the event logistics teams, for example, and sometimes even the local regulators, depending on the size of the event, and determine which would be the best location for the riders to use as a pickup and drop-off point. Then the rider app offers those points as pickup points to riders on the days of the event. Okay, great. So thanks for digging down into that and explaining a few of the key improvements being made to enhance the experience for both riders and drivers. Another key point is around how all of this is underpinned by the mobile signal, as this determines the location. So while we want every pickup to be smooth, there is always a chance that a rider will have a slightly different location to their pickup point. These things do happen. This is why we still give you the ability to connect by calling or texting your riders anonymously. That's absolutely correct, Chris. So if you are ever unsure about the pickup, there's always a way to contact the rider. Next up, we wanted to chat a bit about ratings. We know this is really important to you out there. And Jubel asked us, why do riders have so many options to complain on the app? Good question. I think how I can best tackle this question is by explaining how riders give feedback to drivers through the rating system. So let's start off with explaining the rider experience after a trip. When a ride has ended, we always prompt riders to provide a rating. Remember, it goes both ways. If you've given an amazing service, we want that feedback as well. When the rider selects one star, it comes up with the following options. Driving, professionalism, price, GPS route, traffic, comfort, music, car smell, and other. The reason we have these topics is so that the feedback that we get from riders is more orderly, but also so we know when it might unfairly impact you. So remember, if they hit the following, price, GPS route, or traffic, the one star rating will not be added to your average rating, as these are things that we think are beyond your control. Okay, so just so I'm getting this right, if they hit price after a one star rating, what actually happens? Well, it just won't affect that driver's rating. Because, for example, if it's surging, it was their decision to proceed. And if they're kind of annoyed about surge, we don't think that should impact you. So to bring it back to the point, riders do have a number of options to select when they give a one-star rating. And one of the reasons for that is to exclude what is out of the partner driver's control. Great, thanks, Tess. I think this is much clearer now. I definitely love this feature. And as you mentioned, some things are just beyond your control. And knowing that these won't have a negative impact on the rating, is just really reassuring. Thank you very much, guys. And so that brings us to the end of the podcast. I do hope you found the information useful. And as always, thanks so much to all of you for your questions and comments. Remember, if you'd like to submit any questions, please go to t.uber.com forward slash UK podcasts. Till next time, guys. Thanks again. Thanks again.